0: It's uh, kind of exciting to be here, like, it's always good to be here, but you know, to be here, I was, um, I don't know, I was just standing over there before and Jerry was kind of wiring me up and it feels real weird, you know, because you see sometimes on the, the old podcast, you know, and you can see, I don't know who you're into, but you see them wandering around, because I, I, I don't know, i sometimes talk a bit with my hands and I like to, as Henry will tell you, I like to put a bit of action and sound effects into what I do, and sometimes it's hard when you've got a mic in your hand, but I'm just loving this, you know, like I feel like, ooh, just like the guys on TV, it's very exciting, you know, so I don't know, I can't promise that it's going to be that good, but um, I can promise you that God is going to speak this morning. Um, So maybe he's spoken to you already, but um, maybe what God has for you is yet to come. And I guess, I don't know, I just want to start just by giving you the opportunity um, to to talk to God, because I'm going to pray, you know, and I'm going to say what I'm going to say. My prayers, what I say to God, my conversation with God might not be a reflection of where you're at with God this morning. And so, just in a moment, we're just going to have a bit of a moment silence. I just encourage you to tell God what's on your heart. Now, if you've been standing here in worship this morning and there's been a thought buzzing through your head, that might be the enemy trying to distract you. That might be God telling you, you need to do something about this situation in your life. You might be sitting here this morning and just be right there with Jesus. The Spirit of God is just pumping through you. In that case, man, just take the moment and enjoy it, you know. But let's just take a moment and come before our Heavenly Father. Rather just stir our hearts. Let us experience your love again. Maybe even for the first time. Holy Spirit, we want to give you freedom to move this morning. Freedom to move in our relationships, in our conversations, in our thoughts. In our attitudes and our priorities. Lord Jesus, we come before you as King and Creator. Help us to see you more clearly this morning. Tell you what, just looking around, I'm done. <laughs> I should just let you guys keep going, man. That was just, that was amazing, eh? Just absolutely amazing. I made the uh, mistake during the week of waking up someone who I thought was sleeping and they were actually having a moment with God. <laughs> it was quite embarrassing for me. But um, if I've interrupted a bit of your community with God then just don't don't worry about what I'm saying because he's going to speak to you much more clearly, much more powerfully. Yesterday, I was in a bit of a situation. I don't really know how it started. I was actually um, doing a bit of work in my study and wandered into our bedroom and uh, my beautiful wife was doing a spring clean. I don't even know where the idea came from. Um, Because I'm a perennial cleaner. You know, like I'll look at things and if I haven't used something in the last month, my inclination is just just to throw it out. Um, And that's an interesting dynamic that we're still growing through in our relationship together. Um, Because Renata's thinking it's a little bit different to mine. But she was standing in the bedroom sorting through all this stuff. And I guess for her, it was a little bit more about rediscovering old favorites. She was holding up these t shirts and going, Look at this. I forgot I had this. Oh, I remember this. You really used to like me in this. And I'm like, Oh, I'll just keep it, whatever. And um, so I just kind of got caught up in the mood. And I was just like going through stuff, just going, I oh, don't wear that anymore. Don't wear that anymore. Don't wear that anymore. And then I stumbled across this t shirt. This T-shirt right here. Now, don't want to miss it. This, um, this T-shirt was actually a gift to me. And it's something that, I don't know, it's kind of grown on me because when it was given to me, I was actually responsible for training combat engineers. These guys and girls had been in the army all of about 12 weeks and then they'd come to me and me and my team would take them and mould them into the instruments that would defend our great nation. And uh, no, we were quite serious about it. Craig, right? it was very serious. And I don't know why, but at the end of their six weeks with us, they decided to give us gifts. And this is despite me dragging them out of bed at like 11 at night and making them paddle up and down the river and taking them for early morning runs and so they gave us all different gifts and one of my team, he actually came up to me and he goes, sir, we can't take this stuff. And it was an awkward moment because it was the last day of course, these people, most of whom were about 18 to 20, you know, they were full of just energy and heart and I was We just want to give you these. And this guy came up to me and he said, we can't take this stuff. There's actually a regulation that says we can't accept gifts. And so I was in a bit of a dilemma. And I guess there was conflict between the part of me that wants to do the right thing. I don't know if that's a big theme in your life, but for me, I often like to do what is right. Sometimes I think I have a pretty strong sense of justice. And if something's wrong, then I'll fight against it. Um, yeah, some kids on youth on Friday night have picked on other kids and found out that that's something I don't tolerate very much. But then there was another part of me that kind of recognised the heart of what was going on. And as I'm sitting there, I thought, no, nah, we're just going to accept them. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but we're going to accept them. And uh, so we did. And I got this and I thought, oh, this is cool. And I tried it on and I don't, I don't know. I just liked it. I don't know why they picked a t shirt with destructive on it for me. I don't know what they were trying to say or the, the character trait they were trying to recognise, but it was a bit small. And so I thought, oh, I shouldn't have taken it. It's too small. I'll give it to them. Get me a new one. But, you know, it was the last day and then we moved on. But this t shirt kind of stretched, and I've worn it to footy training. I've worn it on runs. i wore it to mow. i wear it to, you know, do whatever. It's just, I love the t shirt. And I was looking at it yesterday and thought, ah, oh, we'll just put it in the salvo's bin. But then as I looked at it, you know, like it's obvious that I've sweated a little bit too much in this T-shirt. You know, there's holes there. The, um, the collar is just like not existent anymore. And so Renata just goes, put it in the bin. Those were harsh words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just wanted to hang on to it. I just wanted to keep it we'd been through so much together. and uh, But, you know, there comes a time in our life where you just got to move on, where if you don't move on, you'll miss out on what is yet to come. And I guess this morning, I just want to share with you a particular scripture that has kind of hit me. And it's a bit old school, but I, I just I think it's quite powerful. And so if we can just flick that up on the screen, that'd be good. And just so you get an idea, this is God speaking, and He's speaking to His people. And He says here, He says, look... I am going to look favourably upon you. I will make you fertile and multiply your people. And I will fulfil my covenant. I will fulfil my deal. I will fulfil my contract or my bargain that I've made with you. You will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. You will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clean out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. I will live among you and I will not despise you. I will walk among you and I will be your God and you will be my people. And I guess the heart of what I want to focus on is really that, that promise of surplus of crops such that We'll need to clear out what we've stored up so far in order to make room for the new stuff. Now, just as a quick survey here: Is anyone here a farmer? No. I've got four pot plants. We're about to get our first tomato. Does anyone grow their own stuff at home? Yes. What do you grow? Yeah. Pumpkins. Herbs. Cool. <laughs> nice nice that's what my wife says about our refrigerator but uh Craig what do you grow? oh actually I saw it oh I don't know if you can put your hand up man there's a lot of green there but that, that's it I was around Craig's place last week and it was hectic what do you go Rog weeds Weed? I thought you'd moved on from that <laughs> yeah go, oh, yeah cool cool now when we're talking here I think that back ooh, there we go it's gone But back in the day, when God was speaking, He was speaking to people who were farmers. He was speaking to people that this was a real and a concrete promise and He was saying, if you follow Me, if you walk with Me, I will bless you beyond belief. That what you rely on to exist, the crops that you harvest, the cattle that you breed, the sheep that you shear, I will just multiply those. But as He's speaking to us now, I think that that promise still stands. But I want to look at this promise that God is making. And the thing that excites me is if you look at this, this is, a, this is a promise of bounty and it's a promise of blessing. If you see up there, it talks about fertility. It talks about multiplication, surplus, new harvest. And I think that the one thing that we've got to know about God, I don't know about your view of God, My view of God has changed incredibly in the last four years, maybe even five years. I used to have this view of God as this old king who would kind of sit there and tell people what to do and would lead out his armies and smash whoever stood against him. But one of the things that I'm starting to understand about God is his generous nature. And I don't know if you're a Bible reader or not, but if you start right in the first chapter of the Bible, when God creates things... He is about reproduction. When he put the birds in the air and the fish in the sea, he said, be fruitful and fill the sky and the sea. When he put the plants on the ground, he said, be fruitful and reproduce. When he put the animals on the ground, he said, be fruitful and reproduce after your own kind. And then he came to us, the pinnacle of creation. Some a higher pinnacle than others. But then um, he said, I make you in my own image, reproduce, be fruitful and multiply. And what, we, what God, I think, is trying to tell us is that I am a God who is about reproduction. I'm a God who is about growth. I'm a God who is about moving forward. And as we look at this, God is again revealing who I am. He's saying, I'm about moving forward. And the reason that I'm excited about this is because as I look around, we've experienced some growth here. You know, as a community, we've experienced growth. There are people sitting in this room that weren't here last year. There are people sitting in this room right now who weren't here two years ago. There are people sitting in this room who weren't here last week. Welcome, it's great to see you here. But God is doing something amongst us as a community. But as I look around the room at the people that I have connection with, God is also doing something amongst us as individuals. People are moving forward in their relationships with Jesus. And I guess the thing that excites me is that God is promising this to us. And I just have a sense that this year is going to be a different year. God God is doing some amazing things. And he's also doing some hard things. Kind of like, you know, I don't know if you've ever made bread, but you kind of mix it all in and then you start to stretch it and then mould it in and then stretch it again and then mould it in. God is starting to stretch us. We're going further into the high schools. And as I was thinking this year about how are we going to allow the work of God to move forward, I get this sense that the direction that God wants to take us first is not out, not even forward, but higher and deeper, and that as we go forward, God will only ever take us to a place where our relationship with Him will stand firm. He will only ever take us to a place where we still have our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. And right now, if you're looking out over a new opportunity, if you're standing in problems up to your thighs, God is there and he's saying, I am with you. That promise down there, I will walk. I will walk among you as a community and I will walk with you as an individual. I think that this pathway that God has for each person here, that God has for us as a community, is all about our connection with Jesus. See, because I can get excited about this. I can get excited about the fact that, yes, we're going into a new high school. That's another 500 young people that we're going to connect with. Yes, on Friday night we're down here and this was packed with young people. I can get excited about that. But I think that what God is asking me is walk with me, walk with me in that intimacy. I've shared a little bit about my experiences on camp and I'll just touch on that to say that God took me to a new place. He said, mate, I've got more for you and I want you to go there. And so I came back from camp with all these desires of this is how I want to step forward. And we haven't even got back into the schools yet and already I'm finding my week is just packed. It's like it's nuts. I get up, have a meeting go off to another meeting, go see someone, meeting it's just insane. And I'm a bit slow, I think, on the uptake because it's only maybe in the last couple of weeks that I've realised that that desire for deeper connection with Jesus is starting to flicker and fade because I'm losing sight of that relationship with Jesus. I'm not treasuring that relationship with Jesus as I should. And that might be a bit bewildering, that as we go forward serving Jesus, as we try and do great things in this world, we're going, God, I'm doing all this for you. But we still want to lose track of that relationship. And I want to tell you a deep truth that is true of every relationship in your life and never more true in your connection with Jesus. Jesus and that is that proximity does not equal intimacy. Proximity does not equal intimacy. You know, proximity, I'm just talking about being close to someone. Yesterday, Renata and I were in the same room in the house. But it wasn't until I said, okay, babe, let's go for a walk, and we actually talked about stuff, that she felt loved. I can play footy with guys for six months of the year, rub shoulders physically with them, tackle them, you know, laugh about the same things. But it doesn't develop a relationship. Being close to someone physically does not mean that you are close to them Emotionally, it does not mean you're close to them spiritually. We can be here this morning in the presence of God. He's here. He's moving. And some of you have already experienced that this morning. But just because He's here and He's moving does not mean that you are experiencing intimacy with God. The exciting thing about God being here is that he's saying, I want that connection with you. I want to walk with you. I want to walk among you. You know, I had a, uh, a little picture that I'll just chuck up in a second. But, um, you know, I see this even among us as a team. You know, Rog and I and Jerry and I and Henry and I, probably more Rog and Jerry, because we kind of do the same schools together, but um, we, we can probably spend close to 40 hours a week together, I think, eh? Is it that much? It's a lot, it's a lot. And people think that we are really, really tight, okay? Really, really tight. Maybe I should just let the picture speak for itself. But see, and I'll put that up there because on on Monday we're actually at another scripture meeting. And during the meeting, Henry actually texted me a picture that he'd taken of me. And it was me sitting there with another guy. And we were both doing exactly the same thing, you know, just while something else was going on. But see, just because we're close, it doesn't mean that we're connected. Just because we're in the same room doesn't mean that the relationship is pushing forward. I just kind of thought like I'd put that one up there because I thought it was pretty funny. But and so this pathway to greater blessing from God is a pathway of relationship. And when he's calling us forward, that can mean different things. You know, if you go through your Bible, God talks about I will expand your territory, I will increase. The area of your tent. He said, the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing. And see, I guess as we, we come, the, the place that this change starts is in our heart. And when God is, is coming and he wants to just pour stuff out, we've got to make room for that new stuff. And I thought I'd just share with you maybe a, a story that is a little bit mine, but not quite mine this morning as an illustration of that, of what it means to take that, that new territory, of what it means to go deeper and what it means to go higher. And so, babe, if you just want to come up for a sec. Do you want to test it because I'm already mic'd? <laughs> it will. Okay, so... Um, at the start of this year, this is my wife Renata, sorry, I don't just call random people babe. A, um, just as well. That was back in the old days. But um, the start of this year, you had a bit of an experience with God. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us what that was?
1: Which one?
0: No. Is it her? She's She's very quiet.
1: Okay, if I speak louder, (laughs) um, well, I guess one of the experiences, probably what you're thinking about, is um, I've just been praying about stuff, listening to God about a few things, and he was talking to me about um, new territory, taking new territory, um, you know, whether or not, at the time, I thought it was maybe, I don't know, making a bigger impact somewhere um, getting involved in some different ministry, mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, waiting for some big revelation of something, I don't know, really new and exciting from God. Um, and so that was cool and we were praying about it and I had friends praying for me and stuff about um, what that would look like and where that would be. Mm. But it didn't quite and it hasn't quite in one way turned out the way that I, the way that I thought.
0: So initially when you got that message from God... What did you think that would mean?
1: Well, I thought that, and maybe because it's what I wanted at the time, was that I would go somewhere else, be involved in something else than what I am at the moment.
0: Cool. All right. So, where were you before you came, came here? Came to... well, yeah, where were you living before you came to North Richmond?
1: Okay. So, before, yeah, I, before I came to North Richmond, I was living near Minto in Campbelltown and I was... Minnow. Yes. Well, I was actually in Rosemeadow, but I worked with um, youth and drug addicts and other people in Minto.
0: Cool. So how long you had you been living there? 16 years. 16 years. Okay. Now, just to, just to go back a little bit, um, how... Would you say you're a person who embraces change quickly or would you say that you are someone who likes to analyse what's going on, think about it, and then decide if you'll embrace it?
1: The latter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I need to... I mean, even when I hear from God, like, I want to be sure that I'm hearing from God, so, you know, I sit with him for a while and try and work it out because, well, I mean, previously too, I was always afraid of making a mistake, and if I made the wrong choice with God, that he wouldn't be happy with me, so somehow, you know, making the wrong choice... Even when I'm trying to follow him, I thought that that would mean that I would lose his love, so I wanted to be sure that I was making the right choice.
0: That's an interesting thing, hey, because you've shared with me, and I don't know, it might just be relevant to what we're saying, but what was it that really drew you to Jesus?
1: Um, The fact that he died for me and loved me that much. I just went, if he did that, then I'm following him. It was pretty much that simple.
0: Okay. And how long ago did you make that decision?
1: When I was seven, so a long time ago.
0: A long time ago.
1: (laughs) Okay, 32 years ago, all right? I'm 39.
0: (laughs) And still, she's a mighty fine woman. Oh, thanks. Usually I get something. Come on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... When you thought about this thing and thought about moving on, obviously your ideal place to move to would be... The beach. Anywhere with sand and surf and waves, okay. But how has this, this I guess, message of new territory unfolded in your life, babe?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess it's always, like, this huge journey, but, you know, I'm trying to he- hear God and not just what I want. I mean, at the time when I finished up stuff at Campbelltown, I just actually worked for two years in Tassie doing some other stuff and then there was like a call to three different places after I'd finished that. One was to come out to North Richmond to start a church that you happened to be involved in as well. Mm. Um, another one was to go to Adelaide to do something and one was to stay close to the ocean. Um, so, <laughs> yes, and I was really wanting the ocean call. Cool. But um, just just the way, you know, that that it worked out, I guess... God has shown me step by step and more at the beginning of this year that it hasn't been so much about the physical location but about enlarging the territory of my heart Mm -hmm. to make me open to wherever and whoever it is that Mm -hmm. God wants me to work with him with. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess, like, it's been a long and hard journey and maybe only Mm -hmm. am I just getting it now? Like, with just some of the stuff (laughs) so far this year, um... I think with the realisation that God wanted to work in my heart, it wasn't just that I went, okay and then tried really hard for that, but as I opened up and surrendered and went, okay, God, whatever and wherever, still thinking about some physical territory and, you know, moving away from this territory, you know, God was like, no, 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 it's your heart. And so as he's working, it's been like, I don't know, as I surrendered that, it was almost like straight away all of these other things opened up that normally I'd be really overwhelmed by, Um, Like what? Meeting with people, relationships with people. Like when Brett talked about letting go of some things in order to take hold of others, um, at the beginning of this year, God was talking to me about that as well. And also at the end of last year, we've been involved in beach missions for a while. For me, I've been involved for like 21 years and felt like God going, it's time to, you know, to rest. And that was a huge letting go. But if you don't let go of what's in your hand, you can't take what the next thing is. So that was pretty huge and then during the break that we had because we didn't do mission, that's where God started talking to me more about the territory and even this morning we were talking about even those relationships, some relationships that you have to let go of mm. and, and leave them with God in order to take other ones that he's bringing mm. and I mean even cried about it this morning thinking about someone that, that I guess I need to let go of um, and, it's, and it's quite hard, you know, um, but if i've given everything to god and i trust him then 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 that's the thing it doesn't mean i no longer love that person but that there's someone else right here that god is going i want mm. you to love them now and so yeah i'm just trying to kind of Would you work be cool, through that.
0: cool to share with us like just as an example that that particular person and your connection with him yep.
1: Okay yeah the the particular person we were talking about was um where I was before in Minto, like I ran the the youth stuff there for about 16 years. Had lots of yeah different things going on. One of the one of the particular people that um, I guess we were talking about this morning was a girl that I had um, worked with. She'd become a Christian, discipled her, um, helped her to then be able to you know do the same thing with other people who are now doing it with other people. Like all of that stuff is is going on, <clears throat> and that's awesome. But at the moment, well, she's had a few ups and downs just, just of late and things. And we are talking about, you know, just how long do you, I don't know, put into someone when they then don't want it or don't respond when there are other people who are wanting it. Mm. Um, and I guess because there's been that connection for 16 years, <laughs> it's really hard to go, all right, not like I'm not going to pray for her, but leave that with God and let the people that are around her physically now um, kind of, you know, Deal with that and the people that God is putting in my path, going, you know, shift your eyes and, and move your heart. Mm. Um, I have to kind of work out that. And for me, I mean, I was talking to, you know, people on Monday night just about loyalty issues and betrayal and stuff. And, um, and I think even in that, you know, when God is trying to let, get me, maybe get us to let go of stuff, they're, they're, it's not just a, a fear thing about the unknown. But Mm. it's about, but that means I don't love this person or I don't like this anymore or whatever when it's not that. Mm. And so, you know, I can't love someone else if, yeah, like I can't let go of someone else kind of thing, Mm. but it doesn't mean that I'm not loving them. I don't know. Mm. It's all very hard. Loyalty issues are huge for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I feel like in the last two weeks... That I've got a new wife. You know, Renata shared a little bit of her journey, but I ought to tell you, it's amazing. You know, like Renata would share with me some of her struggles and she'd say, Oh, you're always out and you're always with people. I don't really think I'm out that much or with people that much at all, but she But <laughs> she she would say that and then I'd go, Oh, come on. And then like um like, you know, I'd come back from dropping people home or, or something and she'd go, oh, you're just away so long and, you know, really treasure your nights alone and your space alone. But then in the last two weeks, like I go, oh, what are you doing today? And she's like, oh, well, before work I'm meeting with someone and then at lunchtime I'm meeting with someone and I have to take a longer lunch because, you know, half an hour isn't long enough so i we'll would just do this and then after work I'm meeting with someone and I'm like, what the? You know, I should just... That's just nuts. It's like she's just changed and you know, we've had some Yeah, we've just had some big chats about that difference in our relationship, but right now it's just amazing. It is just amazing. And like in the last two weeks I haven't heard you once kind of go, Oh, oh, oh I need some alone time. It's just like you're flourishing. You're flourishing. And it's just been amazing.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing about surrendering to God. I was actually writing in my journal yesterday about the fact that when you do surrender to God, and yeah, like, I am a big rebel and I will say no whenever I'm saying yes just for, because, you know, that's how it goes. Um, okay, so I, so I will, and I will, you know, hate what he loves just because that's how I am. But God is working on that. But um, I think that's the thing that yesterday, and yes, I'm quite slow, That it's like another revelation, you know, about the fact when you surrender and let go of stuff, um, that there is actually freedom in that. Mm. And even though when I hadn't surrendered, if I was doing the stuff, say in the last two weeks that I am doing, there would be lots of tears, lots of fighting between me and God, just going, this is too hard, I can't handle this, I hate my life, blah, 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 because that's how it would go, because I felt like I wasn't choosing that. Mm. and that I was being pushed or dragged through life, Mm. you know, going, well, I say that I'm a Christian and I'm following God, so I have to do all this, Mm. as opposed to the desire is there, Mm. so I might be doing 20 times more than I was, but only because God is leading and I've surrendered, so therefore I'm not overwhelmed, Mm. because it is him, not me. Mm.
0: That's cool. Mm. Thanks, Bob. It's amazing. (laughs) And I guess this generous God that we have, He wants for us to, to thrive. And I think that's so how often we miss that because we just settle for survival, that we can go into whatever arena that we move in, whether it be in a sporting team, whether it be at our school, whether it be at our workplace or in our family, I think that sometimes we just settle for surviving. If I'm just here, if I turn up, that's half the battle. And while that's true, we, God is all about growth and multiplication. God is about thriving. And you know, the exciting thing for me is that I'm starting to see... Real close and real personal, someone that I love very much is starting to thrive. And I think that that's a big mind shift that we have to go through. You know, particularly for us this year, I feel like this is a year when God wants to just take us to a next step. If you look around, I don't know if you know much of the history of what's going on here, but Roger's been working here what now? Nine years? Ten years, I think? Nine years. And because of his obedience and desire to thrive, we're now seeing what's going on. But for me, for you, if we want to keep seeing that harvest that God talks about, we need to actually clean out the old stuff in our life and say, God, I want to take that next step forward. We don't want to just sit here and enjoy what has been brought in before us. I actually want to push further forward. I want to clean out that old stuff. And the place that that starts is in our heart. And I think that that's a big question to grapple with. Have I been settling for survival? Or have I been pushing forward to thriving? It's a massive, massive difference. When I was, excuse me, in training with the army down in our Canberra, there was this exercise and it was called Exercise Timor. And what it was was the sleep and food deprivation exercise. They would take you out, they would deny you food, deny you sleep and see just what happened. Pretty much, yeah, it was a pretty cool social experiment. And uh, um, I would see... I'd see guys who were ordinarily vigilant, funny and they just got into this mindset that this exercise for as long as it goes, I just got to make it to the end. And so they went from, you know, being very alert and you just see people just walking along like this. And conversations at dinner time went from having a bit of a laugh and a giggle and, you know, someone telling you, shut up, you're making too much noise. People just kind of just sat there. They just adopted this survival mentality. I'm going to get through this. And it changed their whole approach to life. The very next exercise, we went out and people, because they were fed, because their mentality was different, people back to their laughter, back to their joking. And I think that as we walk with Jesus, we can just go... Oh, I just just want to survive. I just want to survive today. I just want to survive this conflict. I just want to survive this relationship or this conversation. But what Jesus is saying is, I have a harvest that I just want to just throw on you. But we're like, I've, I've I've got my one tomato. I don't need the other three tomato plants. I've got this one. So we just hold it. And the blessing that God has given us, we bury that and we say, I'm going to stand on this and no one's going to take it away from me. Hey! But what God really wants is for us to go, here mate, have my tomato. Because God says, I am a generous God and I will bless you so that you can give to others. And I want to just elevate our thinking here, you know, like I noticed that Ben is wearing a new shirt this morning, it's looking mighty fine, maybe a bit big, you maybe need to give that one, no, you know, Ben has shared his shirt with me before. When God talks about blessing us, maybe he's going to bless us physically. But as I look around this room, you know what? He already has. I think what God is really talking about is going, just lift your eyes a bit, don't get fixated on your hip pocket, and go, we have a world to impact. Some people keep telling us, you've got an anointing for youth in this area, well let's get out there and impact the youth. But you know what, God has more for us. If you look around this church, we are not just a youth church. God wants to impact families. God wants to impact people who are struggling to find a job. God wants to impact people who are struggling with issues of addiction. We might think this is a Hawkesbury, this is lovely, but there are all those people representing here. God wants to impact workplaces and sports teams and communities. And he has this amazing harvest willing ready just to pour out on us. And what we've got to do is we've just got to go, sweep out the storeroom, And let's make way for something new, because God will do it. He is a generous God. He can't help but do it. That's His character. The question is: Is are we open to that, or are we just taking our little tomato and burying it in the ground? Are we hanging on to our old t-shirt, going, "But I had so many good times in this t-shirt"? Or are we saying, "God, take it, whatever you've got. I don't care." if it's a second-hand singlet that you're going to give me, but I'll stand here with open hands and say, God, my life is yours. I want to walk with you. And if that means that I'm like Jesus and I have no place to lay my head, then I'll walk with you. If that means, excuse me, that I live a life of mockery in this particular arena, I'm still going to walk with you. I will choose to value your opinion above the opinion of, of people around me. I will choose to believe your promises above the circumstances that I'm in each day. I choose to stand in eternity instead of allowing my life to be governed by every tick of the clock. God wants us to thrive. And where that starts is in the heart to open yourself up to a deeper level of relationship with Jesus. And that looks different for everyone. You know? Renata goes and she spends a day on the beach with God. Sits and writes and thinks and collects. We tried to do it together once and after five minutes she told me to go away because I was bored. You know? And I'm like, That's okay, but whatever it means to you, just to say, God, I want to go deeper. I want more of your presence in my life. Talk to me. Let me know the stuff that I'm hanging on to that I need to throw away. The thinking that I'm stuck in that I need to throw away. The relationships that I need to move beyond. Maybe the activities that I'm engaged with that I need to lift my gaze from. Let's not just live a life that is about passing time. Let's live a life of purpose. A life where we have something to get us out of bed in the morning as opposed to, oh, my next appointment's not till five. I wonder what I'm going to do. And I guess the key, God has opened that up to us through Jesus. And the whole thing starts at the cross. The blessings of God, the riches of God, away us at the cross of Jesus. And that gateway to new life is going to mean the end of some things. You know, Scripture talks about the old is gone, the new has come. I was dead, but now I'm alive. And that's something that we need to embrace each day is Jesus, I'm coming before you. I want to experience your fullness in my life. I want to experience that overflow. And that's a That's a journey that that we can walk together. But at the same time, it's a unique journey for each person. And so what I want to do is give you the opportunity to take a step on that journey this morning. God will guide. But if you're hearing God calling you to that season of change, to sweeping out the old storerooms so that he can bless you with new stuff, then this morning is an opportunity to do that. And so what we want to do is is to give you the opportunity to to receive prayer for that. And so I guess I just want to be... um, want to just be quite specific and pointed is that if you feel if you believe that you're coming to a major point in your life where God is saying you know what you need to go forward and what you've been missing is intimacy with me what you're missing is that connection with me then that's the decision that I want to put before you this morning is if you feel that God is saying I have something that I want for you this year but I'm also calling you to leave something behind and that may be something that comes to mind like that. You may have been had something that's been kind of building and struggling and you've been grappling with that for a while. If that's where you're at right now then we're going to we're going to pray for you so if that's what's going on i just ask you just to just to raise your hand okay and if if you've raised your hand if you just want to um, just stand up and move out just to this corner of the aisle and what we'll do is we'll get one of the leaders just to come and to pray with you so if you have if just held up your hand and you've had that courage to be that honest if you can just stand in the aisle and if you, if you didn't put your hand up, if you're feeling like you've got it, that God isn't speaking to you about something, then you're in a position to go and pray with someone. And so right now, if you're still sitting down, have a look around. And if you can see someone standing, then go. Because God blesses you so that you can be a blessing. Now is an opportunity for you to be a blessing. So we've got a couple of people standing. If we can just have some people go and to pray with them. Just as uh, Jerry just plays quietly in the background. Mm. Some great lyrics. Lord, I come broken by your, aunt, by your love. I give my life. All that I am, I'm yours. Just take this time just to connect again with God, to open up your life and to maybe actually live the lyrics of that song come to Jesus and allow his love to move through you Jesus, it's so easy for us to be independent in our hearts, so easy when you invite us to walk with you, to instead walk alone, for us to rush ahead when you call us to wait, for us even to to lag behind when you're calling us to move forward. We don't want to live like that. Jesus, I just believe that as a nation that we are, we are hard to you, God. That our hearts can be indifferent to you and God. We just want to turn away from that on behalf of, of our whole nation, God. On behalf of our community, God, where people will just pursue different things instead of you. We want to turn away from that and we want to pursue you we want to pursue you